Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show, Life, Love, and Liberty. You guys know I have the most amazing guests ever because you're an amazing audience and you deserve the best. You know, I'm always talking about censorship as a conservative. It is our number one issue that we contend with being shut down, blacklisted, you name it, uh, demonetized, deplatformed. You guys like to call it cancel culture. I call BS on that. It's not cancel. They're here to, they're here to kill, steal, and destroy. And that may sound, uh, you know, hyperbolic, but it's really not. As a Christian, I tell you guys that all the time. The Bible constantly talks about, you know, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So any any way they can get to you uh, in in regards to your information, things that make you happy, things that make you tick, things that, things that make you sad, things that you're passionate about, your patriotism, all of the information about you as a unique, God-created, breathed, inspired, individual, constitutional-loving American patriot has now been weaponized, can and will be used against you by any means necessary. No one knows that better than uh, my special guest today, Zach Voorhees. Some of you are very familiar with his name. Super pumped to have him here because this is a very important conversation For those of you who are not familiar, Zach was a Google employee for 11 plus years. He downloaded 950 pages of internal documents describing Google's censorship regime, and it is a regime, and then delivered them to the Department of Justice. Uh, He also disclosed these documents to the public via Project Veritas uh, in August of 2019. Zach was also met with, like, you know, uh, a uh, uh, Roger Stone style, you know, we're coming to get you in the middle of the night, complete with a bomb squad, dogs. I mean, it, it's crazy because that's what happens whenever you go up against the Leviathan when you've once been a part of the Leviathan. So, Zach, welcome to my show. Thank you for being here today. Hey, Monica, thank you for having me on. It's my pleasure to be here. Yeah, so do me a favor, because this is, you know, the, the people, I want you to take us a little bit before we get into the meat of this. I want you to take us through uh, a little bit of that time in your life and what brought you to, okay, this is ridiculous. I've been here. I've been pouring into this company. I'm invested, uh, but something's not right here, and, and I need to blow the whistle on this. And then what? take us through some of what happened with all of that. Yeah, so um, I got to say Google was a really great company to work for prior to Trump winning the election. And when people ask me, like, when was the moment that Google changed? And my answer is that it was one week after Trump won the election. Um, Something about that president uh, caused Google to freak out internally. I mean, there's a lot of leftists that work at the company, Mm -hmm. but it was the, the, um, the bizarre behavior from the people at the top. And this was punctuated in a meeting, an all hands meeting that happened one week after the election in which the founder of the company and the C-level executives were on stage uh, talking about how nationalism was a blip on on history and that they were going to reverse it um, and how they were personally offended at the election of Donald Trump. And I remember as an employee sitting there thinking, well, this is really strange and you know, abnormal behavior. I wouldn't think that they would be talking about a president and an electoral result in such a frank and descending way. And I felt that it was insulting to the people of America for the behavior of these C-level executives. So one of the the skipped questions, I mean, Breitbart wrote an article about this, but one of the things they didn't really cover was the most important part, which was a question by one of the audience members saying, you know, what was, you know, asking the question of what was the most effective thing that Google had done during the 2020, uh, 2016 election. And, mm-hmm. and the CEO, Sundar Pichai, responded that it was the use of their machine learning algorithms to censor fake news. And I remember sitting there going, well, that's strange. When has Google ever, you know, 
censored fake news. Mm -hmm. Their mission statement is to organize the world's information, make it universally accessible and useful. That doesn't include filtering on fake news. So I, I just started going in and, and looking at the design documents of the company. Google is an open company, so pretty much any engineer from any department, if they're full-time and not a contractor, can kind of look at what the other departments are doing. That's in contrast to companies like Apple, where you, you don't, you're not even allowed to ask what your, what your friend is working on in the company. Google's the opposite. They were wide open. And so just as a regular employee with access to the company's internal network, I was able to go in and see the design documents that someone inside the company had made about the future direction on Google's censorship of fake news. And as I read through the design documents, I realized like three out of five examples were all about Hillary Clinton and, and about like FBI people dying. And I think the stories themselves might have actually been fake, but they were so close to the stories that were being asserted as true. As I started realizing, I was like, well, is the truth going to be collateral damage in this um, definition of what's true and what's not? And so I, I just started looking in. I was like, well, how, how are they ranking these, this fake news? You know, we're an AI company um, and Google would do something like using, you know, machine learning. And so as I went in um, at the design documents, I found that, wow, lo and behold, there's this whole censorship system that's being rolled out on the Google product. And it's going to change everything. And that system had a name. And the name of that system was Machine Learning Fairness. And this Machine Learning Fairness was essentially the digitization of um, critical race theory. And this AI system that would represent that would essentially go through all the Google results and the YouTube results and the news results. And then re-rank them, wow. and re-rank them according to social justice, um, you know, slogans. And 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 when I saw that, I was just shocked. And I was just like, Google's sitting here telling the world that they don't do any of this stuff, mm -hmm. that they don't do any filtering content. But I can see it on the inside that this is something that they're definitely doing. And what was really interesting was that it was some executive like testified that Google doesn't use any blacklists. And as an employee from inside the company, I was like, is that really true? Let me, let me do a little search. Mm -hmm. And so I, I just typed in to the internal Google search engine that we use at work, um, blacklist. And this huge 42-page blacklist like popped up. And it was literally named blacklist. Oh, my text. Right. And it was like, this is a blacklist for YouTube. And I went and, um, and all of this stuff that they were filtering was, you know, based upon um, well, half of it was literally dedicated to fighting the people's ability to find information regarding the Las Vegas massacre. Oh, wow. Uh, they were censoring stories like ISIS had claimed responsibility. And I went, why? And I looked in and yeah, sure enough, ISIS claimed responsibility for the massacre. There was like reports of firefights that were happening at um, in multiple different parts of it. I mean, we hear about the Mandalay Bay and the firefight that took place there, but people don't realize that there were stories that there was a firefight at the airport too. And it looked like that, the, that there might've been mm -hmm. a failed ploy for uh, um, an assassination attempt mm -hmm. uh, during that time and that it was kind of covered up by a mass shooting. Right. And um, the target of that might've been the Saudi prince, uh, MBS. I can't remember how, how to pronounce his name right now, but um, he, he turned out that he was in Las Vegas at that time. And, and so from what I gather, the, the hit was a failure and there was a mass shooting that, that was kind of a cover for this uh, action that was going on. And so Google used this um, event as an excuse to throw in an emergency blacklist. And it wasn't just, for YouTube, it was also for Google News. And these blacklists once injected into the system just kept on growing and growing and growing. And the YouTube blacklist itself is about 95% of it is dedicated to preventing people from finding out whether a recent terror attack is a, 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Whether it's like a false flag or whether there's right. crisis actors right. involved. Like you go through the blacklist, it's just, it's like David Hogg forgets his lines, like right. that video's blocked. You know, are, are these people like crisis actors that's blocked? And as I started looking through, I started saying, well, why is Google so interested in preventing people from finding out evidence on whether there's crisis actors involved in these right. in these multiple terror events going? And it looked like what YouTube was doing was it had the appearance that they were coddling and protecting these um, these perpetrators. Um, and so, as I just started looking in, I just started finding more and more information. I found out that even Cafefe itself was purged from the Arabic to English translation dictionaries mm. uh, when after Trump said it, and that after that got purged, the Washington Post and these other globalist MSM outlets were pushing for the removal of Trump via the 25th Amendment using his nonsense words, um, you know, by Twitter as a piece of the evidence to try to invoke that 25th Amendment to remove him. And I'm sitting there at Google, you know, looking at all these design documents you know, literally describing that, you know, the New York Times said that Cafefe wasn't a word, so we need to get rid of it. And I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, you know, is Google working with the Washington Post to like, yeah, push this, this idea that Trump is saying nonsense so that they can just like, you know, get him out of office? Like, like, if Trump is saying nonsense, that's one thing. But when Google is acting like, you know, Big Brothers 1984 and deleting words as right. he's saying them in real time in right. order to say, oh, well, the word no longer makes sense, so he's saying nonsense. And I was just like, this is the, this is sedition. This is an insurrection act. This is going beyond, right. you know, um, misguided filtering. This is a political attack against a sitting president that was duly elected by the people. And what I realized is that now I was caught up in a conspiracy. Um, and a conspiracy to essentially overthrow the government. And so it was at that point that I decided that, you know, this is, this, this is enough. I'm now, you know, entangled in this mess. And the only right thing to do is to take this information, deliver it to the, you know, to the law enforcement and also to the people of the United States so that they wake up and they have some definite proof this is happening because, you know, at this point the MSM is gaslighting you know, half of the American public saying that none of this stuff happens, you know, that, that yeah. none of this filtering is actually taking place. And it's all in your mind. And at this point, so you've been my, here for 11 years. It was eight and a half. Okay. okay. Well, actually, at that point, no, the, the full time, length of time was eight and a half. Okay. At this point, it was six. Okay. So I was like, okay. So you were this, invested this has- in the Google culture. Like, like you didn't just show up on the scene and go, okay, this is crazy and I'm going to take Google down. It was, you were invested, you know, you thought you guys were on the right side of right. And all of a sudden you realize, wait a minute, we are quickly becoming a, a, a branch of, of another intelligence agency. I drank the Kool-Aid so hard. I mean, I remember in 2011 arguing with my Russian girlfriend, like communism, that Google was a right company. That She's like, it's going to turn evil. Just do wait and see. And I went, that's impossible. Google represents exactly what is right with America. Well, the ex-communists you know, figured it out in right. 2011. And it took me until 2016 to wake up and realize that, oh, it just turns out that the company that all the MSM loved turned out to be evilest company in the history of the United States. That's unbelievable. So you take this information to to the DOJ and what happens? Um, Well, it turns out that um, because it wasn't addressed to anyone, it was going to take like years to process. Right. And so I I literally reprinted all 950 pages, um, addressed it to someone and walked it into Washington, D.C. myself a second time and said, here you go, and we addressed it to the right people. And then I actually got an interview with one of the internal people running the the DOJ, mm-hmm. and he basically took a deposition uh, of the story that I had, um, and um, I'm sure it's being used somehow. I mean, um, the, the way these things work in Washington is that Washington's so thoroughly corrupt that some politician is going to get their hands on the documents I presented and then use it to essentially extort Google. Yes. Um, and, but I think that the state AGs are where it's at because um, after I dropped all this info, um, 50 state AGs got together 
like within a month in August and started to push a case that Google was a monopoly and they're going after the um, the main thing that Google does, which is um, target customers and serve them with ads. So it's their ad business that they're going after right now. And that's really the weak point of Google. Like Google says that they do all these things. They're like, oh, we make maps and we make mm-hmm. phones. But really their cash, their cash cow is ads. Right. Of um, and probably selling data to intelligence agencies around the world, though they're not really honest about that. They right. don't really declare how much money they're making from surveillance capitalism. Yeah. They pretty much, all the money that's coming in is coming in through their, their ad platform. So um, the fact that the AGs are willing to take up Google on this point is really, really awesome. Um, and hopefully it's the un- other industries of Titan, the other Titans of industries, which are going to be able to put the necessary pressure plus the public's input because the public is pretty angry right now about right. the state of Google and that those forces together will be able to force a change and, um, and Google is going to be, you know, hopefully in the, in the, in the short term, um, a little bit softer with who they kick off their platform. Because let's face it, like people try to get off YouTube, it's really hard. And we need to have that public forum. And even though I'm, I've been encouraging people to use these alternative platforms, I also recognize that the existing platforms have a lot of value. And that if we can get prevent Google from banning quite so many people, then that's a huge win. Right. And then, you know, in, in the near future, these other platforms, I mean, right now they all have exponential growth. So I feel that from a technological side, we can just, make Google more obsolete, even if the, you know, Justice Department is totally corrupt and aren't going to do anything in the next year. Speaking of that, how have you managed to not end up in a federal prison? I mean, so many whistleblowers do. So I, th- I'm curious about that because they, they did actually surround your house. Is that, is that correct? Like they did actually come for you, whoever they yeah, Google, are. So- Google sent a wellness check and, and it was like four different law enforcement agencies that executed it. It was like at the, after I came out with my hands up and surrendered myself to the police, it was like the police and the FBI, um, wow. the SWAT team and a bomb squad. Um, they, they literally upgraded a wellness check because of a tweet I did to a bomb threat. Wow. And, um, and there was like a, there's two bomb robots there, one fast, one big, you know, and, um, what were the charges against you? There was no charges. They let me go. All they wanted to do is ask me six questions. And to do that, it was like literally like, you know, something out of like what happened with Roger Stone right. happened to me. Right. And, um, and when I saw that and- happen to Roger, Zach, I thought to myself, this, whether at the time, you know, I, I don't know Roger personally. I know of Roger and his circles and all of that. You know, we're all in politics. And so I get it. But, mm-hmm. but when I saw that happen, I told, I told my audience, I said, you need to be concerned that if this can happen to him, it can happen to any one of you. It can happen to any of us. And now we see what's happening with this particular administration where this information and these blacklists are being weaponized. I mean, we're in a state of what I call lawfare that I'm trying mm-hmm. to get people to understand that you need to be aligning, you know, with legal eagles who are actually constitutionally avowed, right? Where, where they are, they're basically like, you know, the military uh, and that their vow is to the constitution and to the law of this land. But it's very difficult to find people who are willing to stand up against these leviathans like this. So, and it scares people. I think it's meant, I think people like you are in those moments are meant to be more of an example of, hey, don't mess with us. This is what happens whenever you try to bring the truth forward. It also just, you know, completely completes the circle for me that that Google may in fact be uh, more of a, and you tell me if I'm wrong, but a, a lot of my colleagues believe that Google is very much so a storefront for intelligence agencies, plural or one, um, across the globe, actually, not, not just here stateside. Uh, is there any plausibility to that? I mean, they were they were pretty much started by the venture capital arm of the CIA, which is called <laughs> Intel. Okay. So it's just like from the very inception, yep. Google's been involved with these globalist intelligence agencies, and um, the fact that the media 
basically made Google their darling should tell you exactly that Google is not a good entity. It's right. a front. Right. And that front will change its mask that it puts on depending on, you know, who's in office and um, and they're working together to maintain control. Right. And Google is very terrifying because it's the most technologically advanced Titan out there next to, you know, a company like Apple. Right. And um, they're, they're pushing, you know, not only globalism and that cultural warfare, but they're also subverting democracy. Um, they pretend that they're for democracy, but as soon as they don't like the candidates, then you know, they're right. going to ban them off their platforms. And we saw this not only in the United States with our president, but we saw this in Myanmar, like before the yes. elections were being held, all of these government officials were being dropped and they were being dropped because of, quote, hate speech. Right. And just like, yo, it, these are government officials and you're just like dropping them off the platform. And then right before Myanmar had the um, election, uh, the military took over and said, we're doing vote rigging and, and, and I was like, yeah, well, that is pretty much part of the core, of course, for everything that Google is doing. Like, you see that they're meddling in the United States election. Um, I saw them blacklist uh, constitutional amendments from Ireland during the um, abortion referendum that they had. Wow. Literally, the Eighth Amendment to the Constitution of Ireland was blacklisted in the YouTube blacklist. And if people don't believe me, they can go to my website, ZachVorhees.com, where I've released all 950 pages to the public along with analysis. Um, and, yeah. and you can just click through it and, and see the YouTube blacklist itself and see that, you know, not only did they uh, blacklist, you know, the Eighth Amendment to the, to the, country, to the country of Ireland, but they also uh, blacklisted cancer cures and cure cancer. And so people that are looking, I mean, think about that. Like, yeah. imagine yeah. if you've got cancer or a family member's got cancer and you're trying to find a cure. They've literally blacklisted cancer cures from, from yeah. YouTube. Right. Right. Like, right. what is the extent of censorship that these global organizations are willing to apply in order to make these people behind the curtain um, have their um, agenda pushed? Yeah. And so, so if I Google you, if I Google you, you're right. We don't know what the limit is, and and I and I think I think it's limitless. The possibilities are endless with 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 how all of this can be weaponized, and and for for the cause of globalism, because that that's the question that people have is like, what's the point? You know, okay, thank you for all this information. What can we do? Where else are we supposed to get our information from, right? And so Google, the god of Google, lowercase g, you know, what? where where else are we supposed to, what other altar are we supposed to show up at, you know, with our offerings? But but when I Googled you, interestingly enough, like the third search, uh, the third, pa- third page down is it's like they have you aligned with QAnon. <laughs> so, and I thought to myself, okay, whether or not you think there's any plausibility to Q or Anons or it's all one big conspiracy or it's all gotten jumbled by a particular three-letter agency, uh, whatever it is you believe, it's like instantly right there, they've utilized that space to discredit people who would come forward with truth. And, and and that's maddening to the average person. Zach, most people don't understand that that computers that there really is a science, right? Like we have this we have the degree, the major, computer science, right? But but it's almost like a tagline. Like I don't think we understand that there really is a science to the cyberspace, to the digital space. And, and I think we've just become so much like sheep where it's like, well, we just type in what we want to know and well, bam, poof, there it is. There's our information. And then we go on about our day mm-hmm. and we accept it as truth or more often than not in this day and age, we're like, all right, that sounds crazy or fine. Here's one answer. Let me go find another. So I think it's important for people to understand the scientific aspect of computing, data, cyber, words, information, mining, you know, understanding, things that are just intrinsically human desires to seek knowledge and information, and now they're weaponized. So you were talking about before we came on that, you know, we need to diversify our systems. And I know my audience is always asking me, Monica, what else can we get on? I'm personally mm-hmm. on DuckDuckGo, but then others are like, well, that's not safe either. So so give us some pointers on, you know, we were talking about aggregation and uh, re-aggregating to defeat censorship. So talk to me about a new product you have and yep. and where people can go for actual legitimate information. So I want to, I first want to talk about the search, right? Like 
Um, Google is essentially a content aggregator. Like they take a bunch of content and then they organize it and then serve it up to you through their Google search. Um, Google has been the best search engine, but at this point, I don't even think it's the best search engine out there uh, just because of all the filtering that's done. I, and, and this is separate from politics. It's just if you want to find not political information at this point, it's getting hard to find just because they're deprioritizing blogs and basically, you know, the commoners uh, blog right. is no longer rising to the, to the top. It's these globalist organizations. And their blogs that are that are now going up, and you may see this like when you go and search for health information, they're trying to push WebMD as the as the top result, yes. Yes. Um, even though WebMD has been so bad. And, and yeah, and ultimately, yeah. you you are absolutely at stage four of cancer with a hangnail on WebMD. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> go see your doctor all the time. <laughs> right. That's what they always say. Um, right. And um, and so. The thing is, is that if people are looking for great information and a great search engine, my number one recommendation is that you go and you try DuckDuckGo. Um, the search of DuckDuckGo is at this point often way better than what I can find on Google. And a lot of other people seem to agree because at this point, DuckDuckGo is experiencing exponential growth. It's just absolutely crazy. When I released my Google leaks, the growth went up even a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just been taking off. And so the, the big thing that I want to tell all the people that are listening right now is get off Google search. Go to DuckDuckGo. Make DuckDuckGo your default search engine within your browser. It's not that hard to do. Do it on your phone. Um, and, you know, start doing this. Right. The second thing I have to say is, look, the Chrome browser is likely tracking you. Yes. And you don't have to use the Google Chrome browser. There is um, a Chrome-like browser, which is based off the open source version of Chrome, but has all of the, um, the spying and the spyware stripped out of it. And that browser is called Brave. I'm friends with the guy who's created it. He's, okay. He created Firefox, but then he got canceled by Firefox because he donated to a Republican organization and they said, oh, that's anti-LGBTQ, whatever. And so they, they fired him from his own foundation. Um, and so then he, he went, he's like, well, screw that. I'm just going to fork Chrome and create the Brave browser. And this is what I'm using right now. Is it Brave, like Braveheart, B-R-A-V-E? Yeah. And it's got a okay. picture of a lion on it. Okay. Excellent. Um, and, and it's great. And if, if, Chrome works on a website, then Brave will work on the website because it's essentially the same thing. Um, the third recommendation that I have is that people get another email account that's secure. Um, Proton Mail offers end-to-end encryption when you communicate with other Proton Mail users. It's also um, less spammy than Google Mail. In a lot of ways, it's, it's better than Google Mail is. I, I think Google Mail is atrocious at this point. It was really great, 2012. But now it's it's kind of a, a hot mess, um, and so you know for the people out there, try Proton Mail. I think you'll love it a lot, right? And it will be a positive experience if, if you've been using Google or Gmail for your uh, mail services, right? Now your reaggregation is that is that what that you're working on? Is that the same thing as Brave, yeah. or is it something different? Oh my, super secret project. <laughs> so I'm working. I'm working on a uh, super secret project. It's going to come out with my new book uh, called Google Leaks. Um, and essentially, at the end of the book, I talk. I, I say that I come to the exact same place where I started off uh, on this journey, which is in San Francisco, working on a video platform that helps connect people to the people they love to listen to. And that's exactly what I'm working on right now. Um, and the video service is going to fix the censorship problem by aggregation. So it's going to, it goes out there and it finds uh, the influencers. And there's actually not that many influencers. There's only like 200 or so influencers out there on the internet that people are really listening to in large numbers. And right. so I take all those influencers across all the different platforms and I re-aggregate them under a one site and so what you can do is you can find out what everyone is talking about today, today. Nice. And that's really the thing that I wanted to, to help people on because right now to get past the social media censorship, everyone's doing this social media shuffle. 
like they've got bookmarks, they've got some other system, and they're able to physically go to the influences that they like and listen to their content directly. And what I've done is, is I scan all those, all those pages uh, every 15 minutes, and when I see a new video, I, I grab the video, um, and I put it under this one website. And so when people come here, like it doesn't actually show the video on the website. They'll click the link and they'll go to YouTube or they'll go to Rumble, they'll go to BitChute and they'll see the video there. Okay. And so really I'm, I'm trying to recreate the drudge experience, but for video. And that's what I'm going to release here in the next few months. Excellent. I love it. And what, what is, tell us again where your website is. My website um, for people to see the Google leaks is going to be zachvorhees.com. Okay. Um, the website for my super secret, uh, you know, anti-censorship video website is still under wraps and I'll be announcing that, um, with the release of my book. Excellent. Zach, I have to tell you something. I don't, I don't know. I'm sure many people have emailed you or contacted you and just said, thank you. Um, but thank you really isn't enough. I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it has occurred to you just how, how brave, um, most people uh, believe that you are for doing what you did. And for any of us who are, you know, who have been on the run, if you will, quite literally <laughs> from some people, uh, you know, who are, who are after conservatives or patriots, you know, or Christians. I mean, we are, we're under great persecution here in, in this country. And it's, and I don't think it's going to stop just with, uh, you know, from election cycle to election cycle. This is a battle that we're going to have to continue to rise up from these particular, you know, gods of today, the tech gods, if you will, and, um, and create, you know, greater, um, greater, safer, uh, more constitutionally minded uh, platforms like you're doing. And so, and others around you as well. So I want to just thank you on behalf of all of my audience. Uh, I know I've received letters about you and, and your courage. Uh, it, it's just, it cannot be expressed enough uh, on, on a deep level. Um, and I think we should have like a national whistleblowers day, you know, where people, (laughs) people, people are honored for, you know, it's a sad time that we have to blow the whistle, uh, on, on institutions that we thought we could trust. But I think our days of being so naive as Americans certainly has to come to a close if it hasn't already. Um, and so I thank you, thank you for your courage and your bravery and for using your God-given gifts to create better technology, uh, to keep all of us connected and to bring us all back together and to end the uh, division. I appreciate you. And thanks for being with us today. We will definitely have you back. Thank you very much, Monica. It's been a pleasure. And thank you for being a trailblazer and pushing the truth out there to, you know, the people in your audience that listens to you. It's really people like you the re- is the reason why I blew the whistle. And I hope that you continue to do this for a very long time. Thank you, my dear. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Zach. Bye-bye. Okay, guys. I mean, people like Zach are why I do what I do. (laughs) And, And they enable me to do what I do. So I would encourage you to ship an email over to Zach. Uh, of gratitude, maybe thoughts, if you have any questions, but it, just a simple note of thanks goes so far. I mean, can any of you imagine waking up with your house surrounded by SWAT and false accusations heaved your way because you stood up to do the right thing? And he's certainly not the first person to experience that and most definitely will not be the last. But we are living in in very distinctly perilous times as it pertains to this nation, but but, but we are also living in the most hope-filled times. You, you all have heard me complain about AI, artificial intelligence, things of that nature. Um, and I complain about it from the standpoint of it should never, although it is at a rapid pace, it is outpacing humanity's ability, the psyche of humanity. Uh, our ability to keep up with the technology. I said this about five years ago and people thought, you know, gosh, there's Monica. She's on one of her, you know, deep ocean trips. And I'm like, yeah, I don't normally swim in bowls of soup of thought, but every now and then, but I do have a good thought every now and then out in the deep waters. And this was one of them a few years back. You know, it's amazing how my thoughts come to me before things really just hit the fan uh, years down the road. 
But I thought, you know, information and technology is outpacing the human psyches and, and heart's ability to keep up. And no, and and never has it been more ominously obvious than right now. The letters I receive from you, the things I see you posting on on social media, I and I do. I I I scroll through there. I monitor what my followers are saying, what's important to you, what makes you angry. I mean, I'm I'm kind of my own, you know, my own um, eyeballs. But I'm I'm doing it because I want to be able to minister to you right where you are. I am not algorithming you so that I can then switch a narrative that's going to placate or it's going to shame you or it's going to guilt you or it's going to uh, cause division or strife or fear. But you have some really bad actors in the earth and they're always going to be here. I think the most grievous thing that most of my audience, most of you feels is that these agencies that you thought were here to protect you because maybe, you know, maybe you are just trying to get through life and live the American dream and go to soccer practice and marry your kids off and go to graduations and have grandbabies and retire and be able to tap into social security and all of those things that we've been sold as Americans and to trust one another and, you know, and then, and then others know better than to trust quote big brother. This is, this is nothing new, but I don't think many of, I don't think many of you understood that big brother is like big brothers. It's like a big family. It's not just big brother. It's a, it's, it is a geopolitical firestorm. It is a labyrinth. It is a network. It's a syndicate. It is a crime syndicate. It is crimes against humanity. That's what's being perpetuated by Google and others. Yes, I said it. That is my opinion. I'm a commentator and I'm allowed to have one. And so are you. What Zach Voorhees just described to you is crimes. They are crimes against humanity. Crimes against you. It, it, is, it is, forget about the ad generation and, and, and sure, take out their money. They'll just find another way to monetize. And if it is in fact a storefront, it, then monetization is, is, listen, there's plenty of money to go around from, from the five families that rule everything syndication from trafficking bodies and children to, you know, uh, warfare, all, all different forms of, of landscapes of warfare as it relates to, you know, petro warfare and, uh, and economic warfare. I mean, it, it is religious warfare And it's all about control. And so I want to leave you with this. I believe that this nation, as a minister, I would be remiss if I did not end this show with this. We are not called to be afraid of technology. Technology is something that can and will and has and will continue to be used against us. You need to start encouraging your children to start looking into things like the ethics of artificial intelligence, lawfare as it pertains to artificial intelligence. This is nothing new. Artificial intelligence has been utilized against the human race. There's only one race, by the way, against the human race for years. This is nothing new. Go back to World War II. I only can go back further than that. This is nothing new. Fake news is nothing new. President Trump did not coin that phrase. Go back and read what uh, little little man Napoleon did. I mean, look at how the media has been weaponized. That's information. Whether it is a piece of paper or it is a computer, and, and nothing is new under the sun. So do you really believe we are the first generation with computer technology? So nothing surprises God. Nothing surprises the author of liberty. And so for every Google... There are in, in all, and look, in all it took was one person, one person against that entire Goliath with one stone of truth to stand up and say, this is what's happening. Now, here's the deal. The responsibility is now on you, the consumer. We can sit out here and blow whistles and blow bullhorns and blow shofars and blow megaphones and, you know, blow it all out right? 
But if you, the consumer, are not going to change your habits of consumption, everything Zach's done and will continue to do, everything I do, and many others out here who are here to serve mankind, not molest, not molest your liberties, not molest your precious God-given minds, not molest your souls, your psyches, not manipulate your will. We're not out here to do that. But there are gods in this earth who serve a kingdom that is absolutely set up for exactly that. As a minister, that is my belief. Many of you may not subscribe to that. That's okay. But you can look at the landscape of this world and see that it is under a grand delusion, great forces of manipulation. But I got to tell y'all something. I'm out here on the ground with people and I, and I see people. I'm out here touching, seeing, listening, feeling people's souls and the words that come out of their faces when I'm, when I'm standing across from them. And I look forward to more of that happening this year as I tour around the country and meet with various county uh, representatives, uh, conservatives, patriots. I mean, Democrats as well. I, my, my work is not limited to Republicans. I'm, I'm talking about liberty-minded individuals who understand the value of having a plumb line uh, such as our Constitution. I happen to believe that our Constitution was birthed in the heart and the mind of the author of Liberty, who also birthed uh, Scripture, from which I, that is my plumb line. That, that is my compass. That is my north. And, and believe it or not, a friend of mine who is very well versed in most things artificial intelligence just told me the other day that there are, there are zero, there, there's zero architecture uh, within the AI frame that is, that is built around anything Christianity. That should actually not scare you. It should motivate you to pursue your faith yourself. Go back to your Bibles. You know, I have a friend of mine who's like, we need to all go back to typewriters. I happen to agree uh, with him. But, but go back, pick up your book. Get it in your hands. Feel the pages. Turn the pages. Hold it up to your heart. Hold that word in your hands physically. Get your hands on books. I've never been a Kindle fan. I know it's easy. I get it. I sell my own book on it. Uh, but I, I, I believe in the power of, of being tactile. And when I'm out here across the country and I'm able to hug someone hello, I'm able to hold them while they cry. I'm able to wipe the tears from their face, right, and see what pains them and see how afraid they are of losing their nation. They hate being divided from their communities because of partisanship. They hate it. It, people are in fear. Those are not the people on Google. I cannot implore you enough to please change your consumption habits. You keep waiting for God to descend from the clouds to do it for you. You're waiting for Donald Trump to evil Knievel style descend back into the Oval Office to do it for you. You're waiting for the Republicans to oust the Democrats bicamerally, congressionally in the Senate to do it for you. You're waiting for great candidates to rise up and do it for you. And I'm out here championing all of that with you on a county and state-to-state level. But nothing is going to alter the trajectory of this nation as a sovereign nation more than you and your daily habits. Nothing. I know that's so foreign to some of you because you feel so powerless and you have been trained, psychologically trained. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, there's a PSYOP. Some of you don't even know what a PSYOP is, but it's a great buzzword now. I've been PSYOPed. The whole thing is a PSYOP. What is a PSYOP? We laugh and we mock and we watch movies about it. It's a psychological operation. It's not funny, to be honest with you. I mean, there are some funny movies out there about it. I'm not going to lie. But, you know, go watch Undercover Brother, get over your PC self. <laughs> Stuff is classic, priceless. 
Talk about a psyop. Get yourself a bucket of chicken and watch that. <laughs> oh, my word. But yes, we could stand to, to laugh a little bit more. But guess what? The joke's on us, America. The joke is on us. We've been had. But we still have the spirit of the living God in us that will never be quenched. Never. You can kill every messenger, but the word, this earth and everything in it can and will pass away, but the word of God will never be removed. That should give you hope because if you are a carrier of the spirit of truth, you can and should change your consumption habits in the altars on which you serve the altars that you sacrifice your soul to on a daily basis. I know that sounds so over the top for some of you. You're like, okay, Monica, now you sound a little crazy, a little Jesus freakish, but uh, that religious stuff. No, I'm telling you now, every time you show up, Christians, listen to me. If you are the embodiment of the living God, if you are a walking altar, if your body's a living temple, a sacrifice to the to the God of liberty, okay, and justice and equality, if that's who you are, then everywhere your eyes are, everywhere you place your ears, everywhere your mouth speaks, everywhere your feet tread, you bring God with you. I didn't write it, but I believe it. The kingdom of God is inside of you, right? So while y'all are sitting around in your Jesus recliners waiting for the big rapture to occur, which, you know, I don't even know what the rapture is going to look like. I'll be honest with you, other than how Bible the Bible describes it. But I'm not sitting around and just, you know, I'm occupying the territory. And you should be too. This is our jurisdiction. This country is the jurisdiction of the author of liberty. And so every time you show up anywhere, You are worshiping one of two entities, oppression or freedom. And the thing that can alter that is what you consume. The information you take in. Guard your ears. Guard your eyes. So whenever someone like Zach says, go over to DuckDuckGo, what should you do as soon as you get off of this podcast? Go to DuckDuckGo and change your settings so that that is now your search engine. Some of you are confused by the entire digital conversation, and I get it. I, but believe you me, I've had a baptism by fire in the past since the election. I mean, wow. Talk about a lot. I have a, like a PhD in all of this cyber, digital, at least conversationally, I can keep up with it now. But understanding how God's people, all of us, because every created being is, is a part of God, uh, we're manipulated to hell literally and back through bad actors and technology. You, my dear, armed with the truth, uh, arming yourself with good, solid information, praying about the information that you're consuming, chewing the meat, spitting out the bones, right? Chew meat, spit out bones. You have to go into information seeking with that. Information and wisdom are two different things. Consume the information, pray to God for wisdom to be able to discern what is the meat and what is the bone and just spit it out. You don't have to go, you don't have to make a campaign out of, out of it on social media that not every hill that you arrive, every mole hill that you find on, you know, on a search engine is something that you need to die on. But if you do find the truth, then create avenues to share that truth with other people. How scary is that? How, it's not even scary. It's criminal. It's criminal that someone who is in the information industry, in the information business, as a matter of, hey, 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 Congress, maybe this is something you should consider. The United States Senate, you, you, you should consider that information is a matter of our critical infrastructure. Why isn't it handled as such? 
Why isn't it legislate? We how many times do we have to see Zach and Zuckerberg sit before Congress with more smoke and mirrors? We just keep watching, you know, this the, the, the theatrics of politics. People yelling at him, and but didn't you say? And why does your plat does your platform? And didn't you not? And I'm thinking to myself, good. Are you kidding me? If these things are storefronts for the CIA, do you really think you're going to affect change without any form of legislation? I mean, how many more times are you just going to keep showing up so the American people? Just kind of like, you know, the dumb masses. Uh, we we apparently just think that, that you know, oh, well, look at look what Senator Ted Cruz. I mean, how many of you tweeted that out? Look what he did to Jack today. Look what he said to Zuckerberg today. And I'm thinking, but has anything changed? I don't give a damn about the theatrics. Now, aren't you tired of that? You have a million people pouring into this country before long from other nations who are bad actors who got bad information. <laughs> that should be criminal. That should be criminal. While the rest of us who are law-abiding, you know, everyday average Joe citizens, right? We're being targeted and penalized for for information. We're, we're being, quote, canceled, as I said at the beginning of the show. No, we're not. We're being killed. We're being destroyed. And we're being robbed. Steal, kill, and destroy. That's what the enemy comes for. So it is our God-given birthright to stand in alliance with people like Zach and others who are ensuring that truth-tellers like myself and others can continue to share the truth with you so that you can make life-based decisions on life, on liberty, justice, and equality. Until next time, we'll be back with you guys tomorrow. God willing, the creek don't rise and all that other stuff. Zach, what a great guy. ZachVorhees.com. I love you guys. Be good to your neighbor, beginning your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, change that server today and open a Proton Mail account. I love you. Act like one. I just hope your heart's full. I just hope your heart's full.